Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I am so glad that you've joined me today for our lesson, our look at wealth and finance. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning in verse 18, it reads, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is to this day. God is the source behind wealth on the earth, as the scripture factually informs humanity, correct? And so we need to take a look at a very important uh, item, a very important thing that we need on the planet as the human race, and that is money, that is wealth, that is finance, because God created the earth to have commerce, to have merchants, to have trade, to have labor for profit, meaning labor for finance. Uh, God created the earth to have homes and families and we go to buy things for our families and we pay our mortgage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wealth is a good thing if it's uh, used properly and it is something that God gives. And wealth in the Hebrew is the word shalel and it means power, riches, strength, substance, and might. And there are two sources of wealth upon the earth. God is the number one source of wealth. God's uh, name in the Hebrew is the word Elohim, Elohim, which means God, great, judge, and mighty. Isn't that interesting that God in the Hebrew is Elohim? It means God. It means great. It means judge and mighty. So God is great. God is the judge and God is mighty. And we sit underneath his throne as the human race, uh, which is really nice because God is sinless and God is covenant and he wants us to have everything for life and godliness. And we can see that God is self-existing. God is on the throne and everything that is has come from him and exists through him and returns back to him as the book of Romans chapter 11 verse 36 tells us. God is the self-existent one and the creation of all. You might wonder, where did I come from? You know, you might look at your family tree and say, oh no, there's been so many terror, terrible things that have happened in my family tree, one after the other. And, you know, from divorce to, to abandonment, to poverty, to alcoholism, to drug addiction, to suicide, to uh, prison incarcerations, all kind of things. And, but you don't have to be like your family because you can look up to the God that created you, Elohim, God, great, mighty, and judge and say, you are my father through the cross of Jesus Christ, right? We come in through the cross of Jesus Christ where our sins are remitted and God is now our father. And so we know in Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God, the beginning of what? The beginning of existence in this chunk of time. In the beginning, God. We know that God has not given us much to look at before Genesis 1-1. 
in the beginning God. Although we can see in Proverbs chapter 8 and Revelation 3.14 where it talks about how Jesus was brought forth before the beginning, Jesus was brought forth and with and, and brought forth from God, and the Trinity went forward and created all that there is. We know that at the end of the Bible that God has made the ages to come yet. Uh, generations and generations, their eternal ages to come beyond this time on earth. This is where we, the human race, begin our journey. And we come into the earth, you know, as babies and we're raised to grow physically and spiritually. Uh, when you're raised spiritually, you will understand life and you will understand how to operate in existence intelligently with success underneath Elohim, God, judge, mighty and great. Amen. So it's a good thing because so in the beginning, the beginning of this existence is God wants us to be aware of and the ones coming. God created the heaven. I've been to heaven. It's a beautiful place. It's stunning. And all the people in there are very happy people. I noticed that about them. And they're very well dressed. And they're free. They're completely free of every care, every need, uh, no problems. They are in paradise. I have been to heaven. It, for any of you out there that haven't read my book, Real God, you can find that today at www.realaron.org. It's a great book about my time in heaven and my time in hell. Heaven is by far better, so go up and not down, okay? But in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and that is where we sit. You know, God has spoken that heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. So you pick, you can picture the greatness, the magnitude, the mightiness of Almighty God where he sits on top of existence and heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. You know, the earth is shaped like a ball and we know that there are four angels on the corners of the earth and he sits upon it all. He is Almighty God and he is pure and he is holy. And uh, he is true and he's made a covenant with the earth called the Bible in that he sticks to and it's solid and eternal and everlasting. His son is called the word of God and he stepped down in time, was born of a virgin and uh, grew up and grew in stature and favor with both God and man. And he was born and he was created and he was placed in his mother's womb to be the Passover lamb, to remit the sins of the world, and to speak of truth. He is called the Word of God. It's, it's an amazing, wonderful existence that we live in. You know, if you haven't dove into the Bible, it, it's the best book on the earth, and you will find life inside of that book as you search it out. We know that in Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse, verse 14, it reads, And God said to Moses, here Moses is, he encountered God at the burning bush. He's, he's walking his sheep and he's just the, being the shepherd for the day, right? On the other side of Egypt. And he came upon a bush that was burning and out of the bush spoke. Have you ever 
Have you ever seen a burning bush that wasn't、um, being destroyed? The the bush wasn't being destroyed; it was just burning because God is fire. God is fire.、Uh, God created fire, and in God are all the things that He created. One of them being fire. And so, in this bush, God was speaking to Moses, and He says, "Moses, Moses." Take off your shoes. You are on holy ground. God was introducing Himself to Moses in a supernatural, dynamic,、uh, mind-altering, <laughs> life existence change that day. When God walks into your life and appears and speaks to you, your life is never the same. Your life will take a turn, and、uh, it's just a whole new existence when you have seen the Lord. But、uh, Moses said, "Who you know? Basically, who are you? Who are you?" And God said, "I am that I am, meaning I am God, and I will always be God. I am that I am." And He said, "Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you, because we know that God gave Moses a job to go to Egypt." To set Israel free, to come out of Egypt, come out of slavery, come out of bondage, and to serve God in spirit and in truth. Okay, so it's just an amazing creation that we live in. And every morning when you get up, if you will pick up the Bible, the first thing, and say, "Father, I'm here to know you and to seek you as you have commanded," and I'm going to open up your Word and let you teach me who you are. And then you're going to tell me who you want me to be, and we all are going into the image of Jesus, but we all have different assignments that God has given to us to fulfill on the earth. So that's very interesting, but that's straight across the board. So nobody needs to run through the planet trying to figure out who am I and what am I supposed to do on the earth, because you came from God, and to know God is eternal life. John seventeen three. And to know His Son Jesus Christ, and to connect with God every morning, and let God tell you what your assignment, your purpose, your place, your destiny is on this earth, is is solidity、uh, to the human being, and God will work with you to achieve the goals He has for you specifically. It's a it's just a different life. It's a beautiful life. We know that all that is in life. Except sin, except iniquity, is from God. You know, when you get up in the morning and you look out of your your、uh, window and you see the sun shining, we know that God made the sun. When you look outside and you see the squirrels or the birds or the wind blowing or the rain falling,、uh, we know that that is a creation of God. When we see the mountains, the oceans, the seas, the sand, the rocks, the flowers, the birds, the bees. We know that it was made by God. When we see the different nations and their different languages and the different DNA, we know that they were made by God. When we see somebody with brown hair, somebody with blonde hair, somebody with brown eyes, somebody with beautiful blue eyes, somebody with crystal clear green eyes, we know that they were made by God. It's amazing the nations upon the earth. 
the different nations and formation of societies and cultures and villages and cities and governments and armies and uh, the inventions that God has created through individuals for the benefit of humanity. The existence of God is all around us. And so we need to know that in uh, the book of Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 34, it reads, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of God and through God and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. You know, you might be wondering, where will I end up, you know, after I pass this life? Well, the scripture is very clear here. We go back to him. For of him you are, and through him you exist. You breathe, you walk, you talk. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Your body is extremely is an extreme machine created and moved by Almighty God. You have the breath of life in you, and you're breathing. It's amazing how God made the different animals, all the sea, the sea creatures, where they're swimming underneath the oceans, and they all look different, and they're able to breathe in water. And God's made the boundaries for the for the oceans and the waves. You will pass this way and and not pass my boundaries. The lightning He sends, the noise that he, that He displays throughout the nations speak of His existence and speak of His splendor. And you know He He made heaven uh, far by far more beautiful than the earth, far more beautiful than the earth. And He wants you to go back to Him when your time is up on the planet. We know that God is the source of all. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning in verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. So we are in God, and we are by God. It's amazing. Even the people that reject God uh, and, and sin against God every day and make laws to sin against God, you're still on the earth. The earth is God's footstool. And we are we have a season of time in existence that we live here, and then we are gone. You know, we can look at uh, famous people that we've admired through the generations. Uh, they are gone. We can go into history museums and walk through the, walk through the corridors and we can see the beautiful tapestries and artwork that they have, they have created. And, uh, we can see their signature and they are gone. They have left the footstool. They have left the earth. We can go through different fashion designers throughout the generations and remember the designs that they brought into the earth, but they are gone. And, and the thing to know about life is that you will be gone one day as well. And as we walk this road, we need to secure our future, our eternal future, by um, having a relationship with God. And we have that relationship with God by asking God, forgive me of my sins. 
Wash me in the blood of Jesus that remits my sins. Teach me how to live as I pick up your word on a daily basis. And you help me work out my salvation all the way out of here while I enjoy life with you, Lord. And I'm underneath your submission, your authority, your love, your protection, your safety, your refuge. And I'm surrounded by beautiful angels on every side. And thank you, Father God, for this joyful, beautiful, pure life I have that is in Christ and my life is hidden with Christ in God. It's just wonderful. And so let's just uh, continue on here. Does God want you wealthy? Isn't that a good question? We can see through the different religions of our uh, culture that we see different religions that say, no, no, God does not want you wealthy. But I'm not I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. God has created mankind to be in his image. I have seen the Lord. The Lord is wealthy. The Lord is pure. The Lord is holy. The Lord is excellent and beautiful and magnificent and altogether mighty, almighty, Elohim, God, great, mighty judge, the ruler of existence. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. I, he's the good shepherd. He watches over his inheritance. He protects us. He corrects us. He refines us. He makes us. He moves us through life one beat at a time, just like your heart. He's in charge of your heart beating and your breath. He loves his creation. Does God want us wealthy? Well, God is wealthy and we are his family. He's always wanted us to be a holy, pure, and royal, wealthy nation. He will never change his mind. That was his desire from the beginning for us to be in relationship with him and in his image and to rise up as a holy and royal nation, subduing all things that are not of him and placing them underneath our feet, not allowing sin and iniquity to rule over us and to be and we underneath sin and iniquity, okay, where the devil and sin are running the world. Do you see? He wants to run the world with us because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But we need to do things God's way. So yes, God wants all of us wealthy. Wealthy is royal. Wealthy is finance. Wealthy is the promised land flowing with milk and honey. And yes, God wants us wealthy. Third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So God wants us wealthy. God does not want a poor, a poor family. He never meant, he didn't say, I want you to be a holy and poor nation. But different religions have placed that into uh, into the the brains of society. I think of the Catholic nuns where they took a vow of poverty and isolation. It's just so sad. God never asked you to take a vow of poverty or a, 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 a vow of isolation. He said, go into all the world and preach the good news. He came to give us life more abundantly, John 10, 10. And yes, he wants you wealthy. He doesn't want you in isolation. His goal for the first couple was marriage. Okay, that is God and God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever, Hebrews 13, 8. 
So we can see in Psalm 35:27 it reads, "Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause, which is the to establish the covenant, the truth in the earth." Okay? That is God's righteous cause to bring truth to every human being so that you can inherit all in life and in eternity. That is what God wants. That is God's righteous cause among men. And we can see that he gives wealth to those that desire that also. Deuteronomy 8.18, I give you power to get wealth, to establish me, to establish truth, to establish the word throughout the human race so that the human race inherits good and not evil. From be, they're, they're not destroyed for a lack of knowledge and their minds are no longer blinded by the devil, the God of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 4. But the light has shined and the truth has been revealed. That's what God wants. He doesn't want a bunch of people running around, losing their soul, living in blindness. He never created us to live blindly. He created us to inherit all. Isaiah 119 uh, through 20 says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. The good of the land is the promised land. It is a land flowing, 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 not scarcity in chaotic mess. How are we going to pay the bills? You don't need to worry about paying the bills when you're living right with God and you have finally arrived into your promised land. So we know that God is always wanting us to be successful. He has never changed his mind. Psalm 92, verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. You know, a flourishing tree is not a withered up tree. You know, you can look at different trees and you see the ones flourishing and, and really beautiful. And then you can see the ones that need to be dug up, uprooted and thrown into the trash because they're dead, right? God never wanted us to be withered up, die, and be thrown into the trash. He wants us to have a good life. In Proverbs chapter 22, beginning in verse 4, it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. So we can see that humility is a key to wealth. Humility says, Father, I realize that I've been born into this earth, that I've sinned against you, and that I need to have my sins removed in order to have a relationship with you. And I realize that the only way for you to remove my sins is by the blood of Jesus. And so, Father, I ask you to remove and forgive my sins by the blood of Jesus. And they're removed. And God's right there to take you. He's your Father. He's been waiting for you ever since he put you on the planet. And, and God will give you the Bible and he will give you himself, the Holy Spirit and his son. The Trinity comes and stays with the, with us, John 14, 23. And they help us all the way through life. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And God wants good for you and not evil. He wants to give you an expected end. And the expected end is a holy and royal nation. He told Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a great name. Okay. And uh, we also know that God said you will be a blessing and all, all the families of the earth will be blessed in you. 
And so God was really, we can see where the covenant was cut with Abraham because he kept the word of the Lord. He was righteous in the eyes of God. And when he messed up, as we know, he apologized. You know, uh, people that are righteous, uh, they need to repent as well. You know, along the journey, we're not always going to have the right attitude or we're not always going to feel the best. Maybe we have a desire to complain. And uh, we don't break it. We don't st- slam on the brake. We just keep on going because sometimes we just have to get it out, right? You know, it's amazing that God is the counselor. He's the mighty counselor. He says, come unto me. I counsel you. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. But, you know, when we're going through different things, sometimes we need to vent. Sometimes we need to talk it out with God. He says, come, let us reason together. And uh, God, you know, it's amazing at a counselor's office, the counselor has ears. He's listening. And God is there to listen to us as we talk. And he will calm us down and he will give us the truth. And his word is truth. And then he will give us specific directions to walk through and out of whatever situation that we find ourselves in. For Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. And his expected end for you is to be, for you to be transformed into his image, for you to inherit all upon the earth, and for you to be a holy and royal nation while you're here that brings him glory. Okay? Because he's able to bless the holy person with wealth. So that, and then God tells you what to do with your wealth to establish him upon the nations. You may not be called into the ministry. God may have not called you to be a pastor, teacher, an evangelist, prophet, or an apostle, but God has called you to be a Christian. And with that, you can fund the gospel. And if you're looking for a place to give, Rialaron is a beautiful storehouse reaching all nations with the full message of Christ. So we're all called to establish his covenant in one dimension or the other. And God is the one that places us in our proper places upon the planet, which is nice. You don't have to worry about what should I do, God? Where should I go? And everybody's giving you a different answer. Have you ever asked everybody and everybody's giving you a different answer? And so you sit there totally confused and totally lost as to which direction to take. We don't have to live like that anymore. We can sit at the feet of God every morning with our open Bible, reading and studying who he is to know him for ourselves. John 6, 45. All the prophets wrote, everyone will be taught of God. Do you see? And so we're going to know God. Let's go back to God. Let's go back to the word of God. Jesus' name in Revelation 19, 13 is the word of God. Okay? And let's sit at the feet of Christ and let him teach us who he is and who we're supposed to be and what job we are supposed to be doing on this earth while we are here. And then let's let him direct our life because he is God and let him lead and he will lead you in the paths of righteousness to success. Good night. Aileron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. 
please visit Riel Iran today at www.rielaron.org.